Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Let's Drone Out. Uh, tonight we are joined by our Lord and Master Andrew Sash Frank. Good evening. All hail. <laughs> Praise be with you. Um, the man with the moustache, Stephen. Good evening. And I'm Brighton to Life Fly. And tonight's guest who we haven't had on for a very long time, and I do apologise about that, is the, uh, sorry, editor, Chris Motherf***ing G. This is how he's introduced by Jack everywhere they go. Yeah. And if you do not address him by his full title... (laughs) You told off your neighbours for that the other day. (laughs) I guess you're on quite good terms with them. Yeah. I know. I know. It's funny. I don't think they pay a a bit of attention. I think they just think I'm a nut job. Hello, Chris G, and welcome back. How have you been? Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, Enjoyed that flight that we did at the weekend. Um, No one got food poisoning. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, no, I still need to make you your uh, your five star um, shirt. The yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, I've been going around at work offering out dog poo bin stickers to people. They've been looking at me very perplexed. <laughs> well, well, Andy, Andy RC doesn't exist anymore, does he? I mean, th- there was a couple of people who sort of gave me a wry, like, "Yeah, okay, I get, you. like, I I know what this." <laughs> But most people, yeah, they didn't. They didn't really know. They've never heard of the dog poop in dive. See, they all watch Joshua Bardwell, and it's like, well, why watch Andy <laughs> RC? Well, Andy RC well, isn't no, going it. anymore. They've they've got no choice. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, it's vintage stuff now. I know. I've now got so got many dog poop. Yeah, so many dog poo stickers. <laughs> That, that I don't know what to do with, and no one knows, or we don't have no longer have an Andy RC. <laughs> well, uh, you say that, but Andy RC and his mate Phil, well, particularly Phil, sent sent me this the other day, and so I got that <gasps> to Maiden at some point. Awesome. Four channel thing. Uh, what what size prop is that? Uh, I do need to look that up because I think it needs a new one. It's a nine by six. Has it got a bent shaft on it, like my acro what? Uh, yeah, slightly. Nah. <laughs> you'll notice just that it does a realistic play. noise. Yeah. Pro tip: so, if you have any um, bent shafts on your planes, uh, if they certainly if they have three mil motor shaft diameters, um, get an old DVD drive, harvest the laser guide rails out of it. And they're three mil, really hard steel, much better than the yeah. shafts that usually come in the motors. I've done that a few times now. And it works really well. Do you do you have to do you have to like um, cut a little groove in it for like a, yeah. a C clip? Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna need a lathe. No, just use a grinder. <laughs> just use. use a little, like, I think at this point I've. I probably have bought another motor before I got to the end of the set of instructions. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing these days. It's too cheap. Yep. Back in the day, that wasn't an option. Yeah. So for anyone uninitiated, um, Chris G is a uh, friend of the shows and a personal friend of ours. And he's he he is 
the BMFA on legs far. <laughs> Um, appreciates and understands new technology and isn't afraid of it. So yeah, he's got, yeah. I, is that fair to say that you have like this, like BMFA, a sort of like old school, sort of like make it and build it yourself and make do and men sort of, you know, men in sheds kind of way about him. But oh, yeah. he tolerates us idiots. <laughs> and we learn from him. So the knowledge trickles down and we're all like and and then slowly we've learned. Wait, to wait, walk Jack, upright. can can we just re- rewind that? You say we. I think what you actually mean is you. No, you're you're scared of PWM. Don't give me that. Not scared of it. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't you like to work in that, Or PWM all the way. Everything's PWM, yeah. <laughs> Some point will go digital, but wow. I think it's just a big drone thing. Like we always, that they don't like using digital signals yet because how susceptible to noise. <laughs> That's kind of well. I, I, the the opposite's true because we've had some issues with ESCs and um, the detect the kind of power on blip as a PWM signal. And randomly spin the props, and so now people have got actually got the ESCs to lock into D shot and only accept D shot, so that when they arm, when they, when they get the power attached, there's no bursts of noise that can be misinterpreted as a now full throttle, please, which apparently yeah. happened in a couple of pilots' hands. That was a bit scary. But that's all part of the fun, surely. How big are the props on the drones that you're flying? 40 inch. Yeah, so not so much a nick as a decapitation. It, what it does, it focuses the mind. Yeah, <laughs> and the bowels. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cure for complacency, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. And a lack of fight. Caroline, you're, I do apologise. You are, you are not included in this. You're, you're very much... Uh, very, very capable. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm a big fan of Chris G. Uh, he's very lovable. Uh, you've been doing some wing racing with Frank, and yeah. you went to Wales. Um, how did that go, you two? Um, it went was, very well. I mean, I was very impressed with Frank's performance. Thank you. I took off. I raced. I landed. Multiple times. You were able I'm, to carry I'm the aircraft happy. back in more or less one piece. I wasn't last. It still Much flew at the I end was. of the weekend. It still flew <laughs> at the end of the weekend. That's, that's impressive. Yep. Aaron, it had some repairs in the process, but still, you know, I was still flying at the end of it. Uh, I didn't have as good a weekend as Chris G. I mean, to, to kind of illustrate his range... I mean, you were putting the 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 because we were hosted by the Valley Flyers, who are a BMFA club um, in South Wales, and so you know they've they've been going for decades. Um, they've got this field from their local council, and they've got you know the big gases and the sort of the big hand built, scratch built balsa planes and things. They've also got some. Some newer things like some some foam board stuff, some foamies. They've got all sorts there, uh, but you know, Chris G gets his acrobat out and was putting everyone else to shame, flying line of sight. Because uh, so because we were borrowing their field, uh, there was a lot of racing in the morning, and then they had a big slot in around lunchtime so that the club could actually fly. You know their models, and then we had a load of racing all the way through into the evening and carried on into night flying. And so in that slot in the middle, when there was a quiet moment, Chris G kind of just kind of went up there with his acrobat and everyone else was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's how you're meant to fly. <laughs> I, I love that plane. It just, it flies so well. It, it makes me look like a good pilot when I fly it. So I fly it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And uh, everyone Chris Foss was is an amazing designer. So shout out Chris Foss. We should get him on the show at some point. What, what type of um, moves are, are you able to do with that plane that you can't with others? Then for the uninitiated, 
I can do, it's not that I can do anything with that plane necessarily I can't do with another plane, like this 3D printed one behind me. Um, it's just that it does it so much better. Um, it's just so much easier. Uh, so like knife edges, rolling circles, um, flying very low, inverted, doing low inverted figures of eight just around the patch, um, flying inverted through gates. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> nice. He's, he's a real G, you know, like, like you know, Doctor Dre comes on, and then he's just like he's just like still turns, wing overs, everything. You're like, do this, and then he'll just do it. Like, yeah. uh, it's, you, I sound like a like... Chris G hype man, but it is truly a spectacle to enjoy. Yeah, everyone was like joking, like, oh, go on, Chris, fly through the gate. And he just flies through the gate, and we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, all right." Now do it inverted, and just sort of you see, you see Chris just sort of eyeing it up and just sort of having a few like passes, and then he does it, and then he just he's like, for his own, you could tell for his own satisfaction, he had to go the other way as well, just to like, yep, <laughs> completeness, you need to be, mm. be able to do it upwind and downwind. <laughs> I, I did stack it on one of those occasions, but Frank's too nice to mention that. <laughs> That's all right. No one noticed that bit. You don't remember that bit. You you were all distracting them, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were just diving out the way of the uh, the old boys with the, the massive, great, big thing that just kind of almost took out the entire audience. Uh, oh it, it... yeah, <laughs> that, that was a bit dodge. <laughs> I was like, where yeah. is this going? Keep eyes on this. <laughs> yeah, Circled well... around the pits. Yeah, it sort of flew over the pits, in the, over the car park, back sort of below the tree line through the gate where everyone comes into the field and then sort of mm. into a big crowd where people were and sort of everyone's I, saw, I just saw people just you know these 70 year old guys just sort of diving out the way for dear life <laughs> it's like oh god so uh that's why i think you know we're we're tolerated there uh with the with the ring racing because they they realize like compared to everything they got on to a up to on a day-to-day basis you know we're fairly low risk really hmm. <laughs> and we had a a couple well about three random guys just walking through at one point right but mm. like they were just walking through a cow field and then they sort of came across us and like wow i've never seen this before and just sat on the grass and watched us do a few heats and yeah i think they loved it so yeah um, i'm all about showing more wing racing to to people i, I think it's a great spectator sport uh, compared to the quad racing, I think the quad racing is great as a a young man's game, but <laughs> I don't think I'm going to win any uh, championships at that at this point. But uh, yeah, the wing um, Frank, what's the the crash? Or have you already mentioned that? I know I was talking about. Yeah, a follow up question: What's your beer? The the beer tonight is uh, from Long Dog Brewery, and it's called Royal Corgi. Very nice. Yeah, I'm on uh, cursed parter. I was I was horrified at the state of your FPV camera on the <laughs> on your wing, Chris. Your uh, that was that was quite you interesting. Back to the 80s, yeah. Very very trippy. I might even get the uh, was it in color. Yeah, it was definitely in colour, yes. <laughs> Not necessarily the right colours. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's definitely not CD the right it's, it's an old run cam that's CCD, and for some reason, sometimes when you power it on, I don't know why, there must be a slightly loose just connection. Goes, today it it's purple. Acid colours. Yeah. yeah. And there was a couple of heats at the race that I had to race like that, and it's, uh, it wasn't fun, but just about managed you bank too far over and then just everything suddenly goes black oh geez um uh chris do you want to can you talk about your your little holiday at the uh thingy hotel if you want to um so i'll give spiros as much publicity as i possibly can because he's got an awesome place over there okay yeah so um chris has been regaling me of stories of this promised land called, uh, is it RC Hotel? That's right. And, yeah. and that's like letters RC, not RC, like, oh, I'm a really RC <laughs> person. <laughs> not in my not allowed there. 
Hey, hey. Um, I've. Uh, you you need to see the website. That really is it. Back. Circa nineteen eighty nine, something like that. Yeah, but still shows what it's like. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that is quite the website. RTHotel.com. Yeah. Wow. So uh, this is yeah, it's it's like a like Jack says, a bit of a promised land for uh, people who like flying mostly line of sight, traditional models, um, but they they do tolerate FPV there as well, which is always <laughs> a good sign. Um, if you actually look at the image on Google Earth, you can see there's an FPV track set up in it, um, which must Ooh. have been set up just before I went. Um, but yeah, it, you basically just you go to this up. Oh, here we go. Here's my DVR. He flies like this, people, and all I can say is, is it's horrendous. Um, Welcome to an alien for flying on planet. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you, can, you can see where you're going some of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so, describe it. Anyone all, like listening to this audibly, it's like Kodak film gone wrong. It, it almost <laughs> reminds me of the trippy scenes from 2001. Yes. More of a flying. Jeez. Yeah. Look, look at his. The like, ground is 50% blank darkness. sometimes. It's just a black void. And you could tell the other bit's the sky because it's purple. <laughs> I've never met anyone like you. If it's Chris, not green, where the sun is. Yeah. It's madness, and I will warn you that there there is strong gales and gusts, and it's so windy. I mean, Frank, Frank, bless your little heart. You did have a go, and you were like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> Once you landed, you were like, "Nah, nah, I'm, this isn't for me." But Chris, it was just pack after pack after pack. Um, we're having a bit of a fundraiser. Um, we want to try and get some Chris G, some decent 2200 uh, packs. So. <laughs> we're going to buy him a, a brand new camera from like 2017 to, to update his setup. <laughs> no, I know. I, I think it's... Um, it's just black. It's yeah. just black. There's nothing there. It's like, good luck. But, but what you need to know is that this plane, it, I've had this plane since I was 14, so it's kind of appropriate. It, it kind of just seems to fit. So it's almost like I don't want to change it. Just at you're times I'm like, surely you're about smell. to hit the ground. Surely you're about to hit the ground. Like It's just oh, a big a... black thing with a flicker of brown in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't look at the black. Like the, There's no information in the black. You can just look at the rest of it. Flying by sense of smell. Man. So, there's some pixels there. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh... So now, that was a good little bash down Hidden Valley, even though it was very windy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, man. It was lovely. I mean, you delivered Frank. It was a nice day. We, we ate it like really kings. It calmed down at the end. We didn't get my class stuck. I just wish you'd come down and uh, when it's calm weather and I'm, you know, yeah. we could do a bit of... Uh, I'll definitely um, come down again. Yeah, a bit of, uh, you know, Jack tries to fly uh line of sight which terrifies me but it needs to be done see if i can um convince my friend to come this time who um mr i got two drones stuck in a clay factory <laughs> he still well, hasn't got is, back yet. oh with a working camera yeah this is frank this is oh, how you're like meant to fly i know <laughs> yeah i know hd zero that's green there's green and in the image. Very, very windy. Very, very windy. Yeah. So, so Frank I mean, is was... basically circling and doesn't want to go too far in any direction in case he finds himself going against the wind, I guess. Yeah. Frank so done really well landing. <laughs> Eventually, with this one. Uh, but yeah, there was definitely moments where I was like, even backing off the throttle because I thought it was taut roll because I was holding like full stick like full rolls in it and it was just 
barely even staying level and maybe even kicking the other way. And I'm like, oh my god, this is, this is terrible. I have no control over where this is going. So yeah, I, I had to kind of call it a day fairly quickly until the wind died down. It did actually die right down at the end. Right mm-hmm. at the yep. end. Over there. So where's the way, isn't it? First thing in the morning, last thing in the evening, the wind dies down. Yeah. And that's usually when we're not there. Maybe we need to source some accommodation mm. so that we can make a really good ruddy go at it. Yeah. I had the same thing with uh, when I was trying to fly a little plane there. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. The wind will die it's down. Me. Jack throws the plane into the air. Big gust comes along. Plane smashes it into ground. I'm like, right. Guess I'll get the quads then. <laughs> oh, no, I, I do apologize about that. Frank did have some success, though. Once the wind calmed down. Yeah. I couldn't believe how powerful that flying fish was. Yeah, the flying fish is good. I need to get some FPV on that. It was ripping itself out of my hand when I was launching it for you. I was like, Jesus. Oh, you got one as well. That's the one that I've got, the flying fish. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Two motors for the win. Yep. Slightly disappointed it doesn't have differential thrust. But you could, you could wire it you in. set that up? No, because it's uh, got a two-in-one ESE that only has one input, as far as I can tell. Oh. Can you not make it have two inputs? It has two outputs. Well, I yeah, mean, because you literally it can't two ESCs. Run, You can't run two brushless motors off one ESE, so there's two independent ESCs. I think... Well, you can, but so long as there's, like, no difference in the loading whatsoever. Yeah, on which way. means yeah, no. <laughs> which basically means no, yes. I've seen people try before. Yeah, I thought that the adapter was... It had two inputs, and the cable was just fudging it. Oh, maybe. I, I, think, I didn't look that closely. I think that the wiring harness, like, turns a single pin into two wires, so you just mm. need to, you know... Mess with the wire okay. harness on that. I'll have another yeah. look at some point. But then I mentioned this to people in the INAV group, and they're like, ah, don't use a differential thrust, it's poop. So I, I don't. I, know uh, I have mean. heard that INAV doesn't deal with differential thrust very well, but that's fine. I just, just I don't, don't use, use a flight controller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we've been having fun with INAV anyway, haven't we, Frank? Uh, Did we figure out what was wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wait. I fixed it now. Oh yeah, your your quad is on INAV. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, don't run quads on INAV. Like it's like if you're going to do that stuff, <laughs> you, you might as well just quads. run Argy Pilot. Do you have the quad to hand? Because I I feel like it might just explode Stephen's head. Uh no, it's in the car. Unfortunately, I can run and get it if you would really. Yeah, like me to. don't we 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 will fluff. <laughs> Paul, you, me, and Frank will fluff. Go, Chris, go. Right. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. Okay. So, <laughs> recently, I decided to buy more things. No. You? No, surely not, you see. And I put in a Have massive order with CNC fish? Madness. I've, I've glued it. It's been sat there because I'm forced to admit that I don't really like the idea of getting wings, and I was basically just buying it to shut you up, Jack. So, so it's, it's stayed on the wall. <laughs> But yeah, I have a whole bunch of stuff from CNC Madness here. So I've got some camera plates and things to repair, the, the ones I banged up in Croatia. I've got uh, some spare arms. I've also got this uh, Quad 66's little frame, his 122mm frame. I've nice. got AOS 4 for the 4-inch frame that no one seems to want to sell. And uh, yeah, all sorts of spare bits. So building a four inch oh and i've got another three and a half inch frame here as well i went a little mild uh, a little wild kind of sat in the croatian sun and just put in a massive order with cnc madness which has now arrived so i'm gonna have to actually build stuff because i've got so much rubbish on the bench now it's getting silly it's like a three and a half inch build that's just sat there i was going to do this with an o3 but it's just got to the point now where i've all the stuff that I thought about buying, I've bought, and it's all arrived at once. And now I've just got this huge pile of rubbish on the bench. <laughs> now, you, now you've got to build it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. And I'm that's, like, that's this would be manageable with... if I had one thing at a time, but I've now <clears throat> given myself six things all at once. Yeah. And that, I usually get that situation. I don't know about you. I then end up 
putting some stuff away so that I don't think about too much at once and focus on one thing. And then I forget about those things that I put away and then yep. order some other things. Yep. And then I never go back to... That's precisely why they're staying on the bench until I've <laughs> fixed the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I might, might possibly have uh, a bit of a bad habit of starting projects that don't really need oh, to be started. Oh, oh. Um, Tell us about but, your little friend. Yeah. I I may have adopted a it's an A I can't remember how big forty two inch plotter I think it is yeah for our uh, audio listeners Frank is hiding behind him currently in the camera shot a <laughs> giant piece of technology about as wide as his shoulders but probably three meters behind him yeah it's it's a so it's a it's forty two inch wide printer color printer that can print as long as you want and it's just got a big reel of paper that will print in there and it was being thrown out of an office near to where i work and they were like i just need it gone and i was like yeah all right i'll, I'll take it off your hands and they give it's me a spare part it's gonna seem like a great sorts. idea until the first time you try and buy printing um when you're uh, well that's the thing it came with with a, a load of spare printer ink and oh, well, you just can't so, say no, can you? You can't say no. Exactly. Like, load of reel of paper, load of ink. Uh, so, yeah, I may have taken it all apart and cleaned it. And well, it we're going to have to send you some designs for the next yeah. LDO event, then. We expect banners. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to do banners. I'm going to do, uh, you know, things to tow behind quads. I'm oh, going to do, like... Yes. Or like, behind planes. You can know, just, just, just do it like a miniature version of the sign-carrying plane. Yes. Yep. Do that. Uh, Going to do all these things. Table covers. Everything. All happening. Uh, as soon as I put it back together again. Fantastic. Looks like Tony's coming out the closet next time I get this mini guinea up and running. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do a nice flight along the beach with a message. Oh, what's Chris got for us here? It's a little monster. That's not a block of C4. <laughs> It might as well Probably be. Probably not. I neither confirm nor now, deny. Well, there's an interesting build here for our audio listeners. A very proud and exceedingly vertical VTX antenna tops an airframe that is quite tall uh, with some <laughs> red bottom motors, a lot of plastic on the front end. And Don't forget the dog poo bin. Yeah, the, oh, the dog poo bin on the back, proudly representing Andy RC, and something that looks like a white shrink-wrapped house brick on top of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't look like C4. You should probably write on the side, not C4 in big letters in Sharpie, just to just so everyone not knows. Not C4, not cocaine. It's like... <laughs> you know, people so are just, like, stabbing it and taking it. If you're wondering, this is the INAV quad in question. Mm -hmm. um, this is... This now has the motors mapped the right way around, which is always helpful. Did you do that in software or did you desolder them? No, no, I did it in software in the end. I just sort of stepped back, thought about it a bit, and Breathe. then actually understood yeah. what Powell, I can never pronounce his last name, Powell's is actually trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's actually quite simple when you understand how to use that motor mixer. I think mm. me and Frank are trying to overcomplicate it. Um, Sounds about right. Does it fly any less than it did before? Uh, yeah, yeah, it flies. Uh, it does return to home, and it it does missions, but it doesn't fly where the mission's programmed to fly the mission. It's creative. <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite got to the bottom of it. Um, and also, the, the OSD AI is work. taking over. What is the what is the monster VTX setup that's unusually mounted there on the front? So this wasn't on here when we were at Hidden Valley, but uh, this is a, an HD0 pod. So I've actually already got two FPV cameras in here. Um, regular run cam in there, facing forward that can't see anything at the moment. Mm -hmm. And there's a tiny whoop camera facing down, you can see in there, um, along with this servo cable, which is what I was using to hang long-line payloads off of it. Um, may so, or may not have been if you're the CIA. Yeah. Well, I can hang a payload off it. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, as far as I know. Yeah. 
as long as the payload is uh, as long as securely you don't let it attached. Go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's securely attached with a servo wire. I mean, come well, on. There you are. And it, it would hardly uh, affect the flight <laughs> characteristics, would it? So I can't see that yeah. being a problem. That's what gyroscopes yeah. are for. I like the, the homemade uh, camera mount as well. So yeah, now it's got of? this thing on the front, which I, I actually took this to RC Hotel, which I'll tell you a bit more about in a minute. Um, this was actually a pod to put on airplanes. So we just instantly mm. add some HD0 capability to them so I could give passenger rides to people. Um, oh, before. Is it looking be like, directly oh, downward? So now it's on this quad looking directly downward because this is now a search and rescue quad. Um, and I need, uh, I need some high def looking down so I can find things. Um, when you take off, using... does that make it a bit challenging? No, it's fine. It doesn't really notice it at all. But I do have the analog VTX still running on here, so... Um, that's probably no, not great. Isn't it in front of the HD0 is in front of the analog VTX, which is looking forward? So the only view you have taking off is the ground underneath you. Yeah, oh, well, no, I just take or, off line Strictly of speaking, and behind you. All oh, right, line of sight. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This INAV, anyway, it's got loiter and everything, okay. so it's quite, it's quite easy. I was using this quad actually to do a bit of training at the weekend um, down at Popham Airfield, like I do every now and again. Not with this thing on the front of it. I've just added that on there because we've been trying to find things in the field with it. Um, How does that work? Uh, well, it would do if the thing wasn't like completely impossible to find. Uh, the <laughs> view is pretty good, so I think with with a more reasonable uh, thing to try and find it, it would find it pretty well. Probably better than a Mavic would, actually. It's a very sharp picture. Awesome. The only reason I'm not using something like a Mavic is I had access to a, a Mini 2. You can't do waypoints with that or like go to particular location, not without jumping for a bunch of hoops anyway. But because this has got INAV, I can just send it to a particular lap long where I think the thing's going to be and hover over it. So you read so out your telemetry data from something else, punch it into that, press go, and then you've got what yeah. a little monitor or something with the HD0 HDMI into it? Yeah, um, ideally, yeah. At the moment, I'm just looking in the goggles because all my HDMI cables are broken. But um, at some point, we'll get it on a screen. Awesome. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Are you, uh, have you gone for the HD zero goggles? Yeah, I do. Um, have I got them around? Might do. Let me see. It is fascinating, isn't it? Like, he's like, Stephen's like, how do you see anything? And Chris G's like, with your eyes, <laughs> Stephen's like, what? There is no spoon. You, you have to have faith sometimes, Jack. I, no, I, I, I it fully will be have okay. faith. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a firm believer. I'm the Chris G yeah. hype man. I'm nice. singing words of... So were you, of, were you racing on those? Was that the wing racing set, or were you still racing on the, uh, the old CCDs? Um, I was racing on these for the first heat. I think Frank probably saw um, that was on the other striker, and uh, the picture was really nice, but it crashed. I can't yes. remember <laughs> the circumstance of the crash now, but <clears throat> basically, the new striker does not fly as well as the old striker. So um, I need to, I think, for the next race, just. Um, have the the old striker that i have but it's so repaired now i don't want to rely on it is there I like a to... bell curve between new and destroyed where you crash it a certain <laughs> number of times and it becomes more of a known quantity and then you crash it too much and it declines yeah it doesn't decline very much though i don't, I don't think chris lets it get that other side i think it's just constantly pushing like the, the striker that he was flying this thing never then. dies yeah, it's it's more glue than foam. Uh, it, I had an issue at one point launching it because and man now because when Chris <laughs> just uh, throttled up to launch, just the entire plane moved around the bit I was holding, 
uh, which oh, yes. made it quite entertaining uh, for everyone else watching because I realized I couldn't let go because it was now pointing in the wrong direction. My solution to this in the heat of the moment was to basically discus launch it. Mm. Um, and uh, people weren't very happy with me just pointing this thing at them. Uh, yes, yeah, so I did I see a few frames in the camera of me <laughs> being at full throttle just with all the crowd's faces in shot. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, no, it's fine. Let's go. Spectator <laughs> shot. Let's go. <laughs> there, there's the funky camera, the, oh. uh, the acid trip camera. So if you want one of them, it's, uh, it's a Runcam Swift 2 with a dodgy connector on the back. And you've mounted it kind of outside the airframe as well. Uh, yeah, there's not an awful lot of option. I mean, I could just put it straight in the nose in the front, but I don't rate its chances in a crash very much. The nose looks uh, <clears throat> heavily modified. <laughs> uh, it's it's like um, annular rings of a tree. Really? It's like like you foam glue, the layers foam of tape. glue, foam glue, yeah. and tape. So, yeah. It's 107 this, years this old. This plane is 17 crashes old. It does have an XT60 <laughs> on it now, though. Oh, oh yeah, thank God for that. So, Stephen, this is when I first met Chris G. I was like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Because it, you, what was it? Was it banana connectors you yeah. were using? I still use them on a fair amount of things. You mean like three mil or is it four mil plugs? The ones that used for speakers? Is that a four mil? Uh yeah, yeah, like the ones you plug in a power supply, but gold plated. Yeah, the ones that yeah. are currently just out of shot with my, my fan running right now. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just what I standardized on back in the day because I, I learned to um, not fly, but I learned to build from this old guy called Colin. Uh, he's probably not around anymore. And he's. Before they had plastic and injection molding. Yeah, yeah. Way back when uh, everything was in sepia tone, basically. I, I accept they're a good choice yeah. for, say, Electrical installations like hi-fi speakers that don't tend to move very fast. That, that yeah. makes sense then. I understand why you might use them. Or, mm. or on a bench to connect a power supply. On the other hand, things that move really, really fast and tend to crash a lot. Yeah. Challenging. Challenging. Yeah, but I never claimed it made sense. It's just what I did. Okay. <laughs> I was just what he standardized on, so that's what I ended up standardizing on. I remember when I first looked at quads, it was like uh, blackout H-frames and all the motors on bullet plugs, and it just looked like, wow, that's like a whole bunch of wiring. Uh, This isn't the motor connectors. This is is the battery connectors, so you can just accidentally, if if you're not paying complete attention... Clarity, schmalarity. Yeah, you could plug this in the wrong way. You could touch things to other things that shouldn't. Well, it's be like the call, the, the call of the void. About. Yeah, the call of the <laughs> void where you can plug the battery in on itself. Oh, was Jack, Jack was looking at Tony's giant batteries, and because they're designed, you know, you get like a four S or six S pack, and you never run it as that. You run it as like a twelve S or a fourteen S or something. They're all designed to be daisy chained in series. And um, so, therefore, the batteries just come with, you know, a male and a female, one positive, one negative. And it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> put them close to each other. And something in your mind goes, do it. And, uh, yeah, just got to resist the call of the void. It just, oh, it really man. does say, but I, 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 I do praise the day that I ran into Chris G and was like, holy sh- Hobby King. He had XD60s on it. And I was like, you all right, Chris? And he's like, yep, plug something in wrong, and I've gone back to it. So now he's got, like, even shorter wires on everything. Um, but, yeah, finally, at last. How many XT60s do you reckon you've cut off in your life? Uh, a lot. Um, not just XT60s, uh, EC3s, everything. Dean, oh, definitely Deans, yeah. Deans. Who uses Deans? RC, cheap RC cars. Yeah. I saw a, a parallel charging board the other day that was all XT60s and then one Dean's connector at the bottom. Yeah, I know. It's terrible, well, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it wiggles a bit loose and they're both totally exposed. Like It's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's where all the current's happening. And like, yeah, that's fine. 
Lick it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dean's connectors terrify me. It just looks like, yeah, this was a great idea in the 70s. Mm. It's, it's good that the hobby is finally standardized on something and it's actually something good, like the XD60. Something that makes sense. Like it's got that vacuum <laughs> seal to it and everything. Yeah, something that's mm. like you, you only actually have electrical connection at a point when you can't jam something in from the side and, and hit the terminals. Yeah. Yeah, I use the XT90s on my e-bike as well, which is great. Like, I'm, I'm not actually pulling 90 amps, but they're, they're useful, say, in the winter. You're wearing gloves and you, you find it hard to handle things. These big, chunky connectors are quite nice. Yeah, I had to... When I was over in Croatia the other week, I had to solder on some XT90s. And luckily, I bought my, my soldering iron with, like, super chunky tip and uh, put some XT90s on some, uh, like, a mobility scooter... Uh, batteries that someone had, like uh, lithium-ion phosphate batteries. Mm. They're useful for yeah. like charging packs and things, the field packs. Yeah, nice. Oh, so I was going to tell you guys about RC Hotel, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It looks like your little. The website looks interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's in Corfu and it's basically a hotel and you go there and you, there's planes there for you to fly. So you don't have to worry about bringing anything at all with you if you don't want. So personally, I just bought a tiny little case with my whoop and my HD zero in it. And that was it. Um, but other than that, I just flew their planes there. So, um, they have a couple of acro watts there as well, which again, I rate, um, I actually flew one there to begin with because this is the second time I've been there. Um, that's what made me buy my own. Uh, but they've got a bunch of other things as well. I was flying some helis, um, flying some pattern ships, uh, a few EDFs as well. Uh, I very rarely fly anything that's got uh, retracts and flaps on it, but I did do that a bit there as well, um, which was interesting. It's just like a couple of extra things to have to remember on every flight. When you're flying line of sight, you don't necessarily know whether you've got the flaps or the gear down when you're out on the the, the base leg of the approach. So, um, yeah, he's, he's good. He, he's got a pool there. Sounds he's, pretty serious. Yeah. Um, he's been going since 2000. Um, the guy who runs it's called Spiros, really nice guy. Always will we'll sort anything out for you. Um, and he has really good food there as well. So, yeah, can't really rate it highly enough. So if anyone likes line of sight flying or wants to do a bit of FPV as well, probably not like if you want a completely FPV holiday, but if you want a, maybe a bit of a mix or an LOS holiday, then uh, it's definitely a good place to go. And fairly reasonable prices as well. So our comprehensive fleet of models consists of the typical models you'd see at most clubs. Uh, we try to include planes and helicopters to suit the needs of our guests at whatever standard they wish to fly at. However, for competitive or high standard 3D helicopter flying, we suggest you bring your own model, which you're experienced with. The fleet consists of electric or internal combustion models, trainers, sports, aerobatic gliders, powered and unpowered scale. The choice is yours. There we are. So yeah, sounds like they've got a pretty impressive fleet. Oh, a little tail dip in the pool. Yeah. It's quite hot out there. <laughs> now, the, the there funny thing was I, I went out there, and um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, Duncan McClure. Have you ever heard that name? No. He's, he's basically the um, examiner of the examiners for the southern area in the BMFA. Um, so if you want to do any of your BMFA certificates, like your A or your B or whatever, um, he's the guy who kind of trains the guys who do that. And he regularly goes to RC Hotel. And as I say, I've been there twice now. I've, and he was there both times, just by chance. Um, and it turns out that Very I could have done my multi-rotor certificate there, which is the only one I haven't done yet that I want to do. And um, if I'd bought my quad with me, I could have done it right there and then. Aww. And I was going to. And I decided not to at the last minute. Uh, so I only had my whoop with me, and considering one of the manoeuvres is a loop outside, I don't think that would have worked. I've got to do a loop. I should read up what's in that that test. What line of sight? 
Yeah. You don't have to line of sight the drone stuff, do you? Uh, if you want to do multi-rotor B tests, yeah, that's line of sight. Um, there is obviously the FPV test that yeah. you can do as well, like Frank was saying to me the other day, which I haven't done yet. But I might do at some point. But you can you can loop or work, but it's just like not going to be a very impressive loop. It's going to be more of a kind of tumble <laughs> with my, aggressive my recovery. My one's got bad batteries and it's weighed down by HD zero on it, and I have to do it outside, so probably not. Yeah, surely you've got. A, surely there's a like weight limit you got to meet. Uh, there probably is. Yeah, with the planes, you have to have a at least a one kilo plane to do either of the tests. One k. That's the I'm weight of sure. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what it is for quads. I think it's uh, no more than three and a half k for quads. Mm. So, Frank, you coming to the next wing race? Uh, when is the next wing race? I can't remember. It's uh, sometime in August, and it's, uh, again, in Wales. It's uh, just always in Wales, apparently. Uh, Carmarthen Model Club, I believe. It's on IFPV and on the Wing League site. On the 18th to the 20th of August. There we go. I'll try and, I'll try and swing that. Nice. I think there's another one in September at some point. We were hoping to have a bit of wing racing at the yeah. um, Popham show as well, but I don't think that's going to work out. But what we are definitely going to have now, so I've been talking to um, Paul Jaggers, um, the, the whoop guy. Uh, he's, well, some people, him and some other people, they are keen to put some whooping on at the show, uh, which I think will be a pretty good idea. Because if it starts raining, then everyone has to come in the tent and watch the whooping. So we have captive audience. Yeah. Because you've, you've got the big tents there, right, still? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they'll be fantastic to fly whoops in. It's, it's criminal that there hasn't been just an entire weekend of whip racing in those tents already. Yeah. I think it's yeah, almost criminal that no one's done a whoop event called Whoop Your Ass. It could be a competitive series. Yeah. And we, we'll probably have the uh, Model Railway guys next to us as well again. Okay. I'm I imagine they have a hard time yeah. carrying their models to the field, don't they? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. They, they backed their car into the tent last time, which wasn't fun. Oh, dear. How do I you was... know you've gone round the flags? Uh, uh, not doing it like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got some of Frank's, like... uh, Frank's DVR of his YouTube thing. It's uh, I don't know if there's a particular race. It looks like all of the races are in there, Frank. Is there a specific yeah, you can... you want to show? I don't know. In the description, there's the timestamps of, of some and my result, I think. I think I put that in the description. It seems very uh... out of focus. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like the... like. This Wales, was a, not in focus. Uh, this was late at night. <laughs> like, I could, like, it was not this bright outside of the goggles, I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> uh, the LED lights. Yeah, so the LEDs are on. This I mean, like they're amazing. The first time I took it out of the bag for like... Probably since we flew it. Uh, for my birthday the other year. This is a genuine pre-OSD yes. quad. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I... This is Tom Stanton. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the, the prototype one that you got me from off the back of a lorry somewhere. Yeah, iDrone gave me one. But, yeah, it was... I'd already sourced a frame by the time I got it. So then Frank got it. If you want to see some footage of the race... Have a look at, uh, try and find High Taff's video. He did a good video mm. of, of um, the, with the 360 camera in the gate and the demolition round at the end where everyone's just flying at once. That was good. Although I. Is it H I G? I just 
That's it. I'm guessing Welsh. Yes. Very. <laughs> was in the River Taff. Yeah, the, uh, Ooh, the, the demolition round at the end was very scary. Uh, the, the the RF environment was not comfortable. I didn't find it comfortable anyway. So I, I after about half a lap, I think I just ended up just just going to altitude and circling and just feel like I'll just wait for everyone to be done. I'm I'm <laughs> I give up. One? Probably it, but I think it's about six minutes in. Uh, you see the 360 camera. Oh, wait, no, well, it's, it's only, only five, five minutes. Minute. No, it's not that one. I will find it. It's about six minutes in, the video is five minutes, Chris. <laughs> just, just do it anyway. Hang on, I'll share the screen. You tell me which one. Yeah. <laughs> just, so just I've got one here that's left a bit, left a bit, right a bit. No, no, I'm going to get feedback. Do there that. you go. This one, and you want six minutes in. Uh, wait. Is this it, Chris? That's the three yes, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Okay. That's it, yeah. Jolly we, good. Go. we got it. I mean, that is... That's me straight into the gate. Hey, you, well done, Frank. How bad was that? Can you get the um, no, sound on as well? Go, go back to six minutes and get the sound on. It sounds really good when they come through the gate. When they hit the gate, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Have you got the audio? I don't have audio. Hang on. Um, I think, hang on. Uh, stop. Present. Uh... What is it? Video? No. <laughs> but I did very much enjoy the live stream uh, that was put on by WRL UK, Wing Racing League UK. That was a very, very fancy setup they had. And this one? They had the Insane. instant replay button that was very good. Yeah, that's, that? that's got audio, man. Yeah, that works. Cool. One, two. That's me. Oh, the thunder satisfaction. <laughs> I just love this. I mean, how good is this for spectators? This is just brilliant. It's pretty cool. You can yeah. actually see it the other side of the track. For all without, of you, like... we have a 360-degree camera just before the gate at the start-finish line, and they are screaming round. I'll post the link in the chat. That is just so impressive. They are tearing through, as you can hear. And Frank slap. Was your uh, wing all right from that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I did that a bunch of times over the weekend. It's fine. It just bounces off. That's how you uh, do the, the sharp cornering, right, Frank? Just a little tap. Get the tail out. Yeah, exactly. Is this, like, human-controlled, or is this, like... like... You know, it's yeah. sort of like it has to be in movement. manual mode. That's a stipulation of the race. You, you're not allowed a stabilized or acro the camera. Or I like think. That. Oh, the camera, the camera. Yeah. I have no idea. How the heck is it tracking them? Yeah, it looks like it's like scanning for movement. Doesn't seem very human. Bloody hell! Can <laughs> you tell Chris. which one you are, Chris? <laughs> oh, He's yeah. the one with That's the two tails. Yeah, it's a high one. <laughs> The high pitch one's me, because I'm the only one running three blade prop. Mm. So you just hate your battery, basically. <laughs> Apparently so. 
<laughs> also, um, Frank informs me that you had the most impressive turnaround times from crashing and repairing. <laughs> well, I didn't really have, have a choice. He's <laughs> fast on that, the tape. That other striker was so out of action. I, I tried gluing the... Um, I didn't bring that one in, but I, I tried gluing the other striker back together that I have, the more modern one, um, and uh, came up to um, race time before the glue was set. So I had to go give it to uh, one of the club members who was sitting there watching. I was like, hey, can you just like hold this together? Like the entire plane was just in half. So <laughs> I glued it together with some five-minute epochs. I was like, hey, can you hold this together? And then I did the race with the other striker. I came back. Bless him, he's still sitting there holding this thing together. I was like, thank you. It's set now. But the wing was like that. <laughs> A banana. Yeah, um, so it flew, stop, but not very well. Stossy's comment tickled me. He was like a hot gluing machine. Custom <laughs> uh. jig for this job, are you up to it? Yeah, Stubbsy also did very well on that event. It was a good event. Hopefully, the next one will be that good. But the uh, the club was very hospitable to us. That was that was the highlight. Absolutely, the barbecue and whatnot. Very much, so. and a clean loo as well. We had a clean porta loo. Would you believe it? You don't get that at Western Park. Well, it's because I'm there. <laughs> Making your mark on all 26 of them. Well, mate, I can get through 26 in a in morning. Half hour. <laughs> in a morning. Uh, uh, um, right, unfortunately, that is all we got time for. Um, Dom... Uh, let me know when you're around. We are going to try and get you on for a show. Let us know when you're free, and uh, we will try and book you in. I can't. I don't know what our time scale is, but um, yes, that w that should be usually that, that be is good to have on you. Thursday. Yeah, uh, Chris G. It's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, stay in touch uh, if you can. Come down Good. again soon. Uh, thanks for having me. It's yeah, an honor. Thank you, man. Like I'm truly touched. It's great having you. You you really do feel like the olive branch that we wish the BMFA had for us. <laughs> instead of the shitty end of a stick. Um <laughs> which is understandable, seen as with the reason that, you know, anything's ever bad are ever we, happens in the world. Are we really? Drone flyers, yes, totally. Clueless, careless criminal, that's us. Anyway, on that note... <laughs> Thank you for for Frank as well joining us. Really great to see you. Uh, great to see you at new places uh, shaping up. Yeah, yeah to see it's vaguely, vaguely flat-shaped now. That's good. Frank, can I, share the, the, again, man. can I share the mental image of you washing up your... Um, Where's going? Where's this going? Yeah, I don't mind me just washing up my printer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I'll, I'll, I'll download it and uh, open it. And uh, yeah, so Frank's been this just, just as like a little bit of a bit of bonus content. Um, Frank oh. has has been washing up with a toothbrush his printer. <laughs> This is the, the level of dedication. <laughs> Just like to point yeah, that's, out. That's some some bits out of this printer in the kitchen sink with a toothbrush. Yep. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Where did Frank go? I know. It's it's lovely to have you back on. Um Absolutely. But anyway. Uh thank you to all our wonderful Patreons. You're the guys that, you know, uh help keep us going. Keep this show. Yeah. The the show edited. Um, uh, gets all the nasty, like horrible words out. So a general tidying up. So any of you audio listeners who listen to this regularly on the audio, if you want to help us out by sponsoring us, come join the Patreon. You get like bonus pods and after our interviews and stuff. Uh, you've been joined by our Lord and Master and our Savior Andrew Slash Frank. Bye. Uh, the the man with many names, shiny video stuff, Belric slash Stephen. Cheers. Bye. I've been your uh, 
deranged host, uh, Brighton's a Lifefly, and our special guest for tonight, the lovely, the wonderful, can't all the BMFA, Socks and Sandals Brigade be like, more like, Chrissy D. <laughs> D stands for gangster. Thanks, Chris. See you next time. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Telemetry lost.